here he is having the time of his life. That's just big brains for me. It is, other than jazz, it's the only other real American art form there is. There's a dirty little secret. I've said that if Melinda Brown Duncan, baby, if it weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. But he gotta eat the booty like groceries. You gonna die doing this dumb ass? Yeah, fucking fool. Open your mouth so I can give you this milk. Open your fucking mouth, man. I gotta do you like my two-year-old baby. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend. Until you have a flame coming out of your butthole and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. They call her Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. What? Yeah, it's, it's for real, for real. Uh, yeah. I've been drinking. You told me to leave wallet in my order while you're making out with that slut. Being in the industry with how much your take on your face. Bam! All upside his head. Just slap them. They can make you slap somebody. This is terrible. This is terrible. I, had to, off, I had to take off my shoes. So kiss my black. Not okay. Make fun of my nose. They call me ugly. They say I have no friends. Who do I get? That was like a peck. Watching other guys that are doing what I want to be doing, and I'm sitting on the couch. Being a loser. I just want to say thank you to all the Browns fans out there. It's been an amazing ride for the last 11 years. From the moment I was drafted, you guys had my back. You guys showed me what it was like to be a Clevelander. You guys showed me what it means to be a Cleveland Brown. And for that, I'm forever grateful. One last thing, guys. Go Browns! Welcome to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. Missed anything from yesterday. Make sure you podcast it there, Fantone. I yeah. have uh, I have got good news for you. I need it. Coming up at 845 this morning. Yeah. I believe that you're going to be able to laugh at me. Okay. I, uh, I did something yesterday that I always do, but yesterday was the first time I had ever done it in front of anybody else. Okay. I was at the gym. I worked out. I went, took the shower. Went back to my locker room, or the locker room, went to my locker, opened it up, started to get dressed. There is something that goes on with me in the process of getting dressed that I do every time I put clothes on that is just habit that I thought was like, well, maybe I'm the only person that does this, but I don't know, and I've never really discussed it. And so I went to go get dressed, and I did this thing. And I look over, and three dudes are just staring at me in the locker room of, what in the hell is that? Really? Like, just kind of, nobody said anything. Nobody had anything to say about it. But they were, you could tell that all three of them were like, we want to know what's going on with that. They were thinking it. That's what matters. You can so people say whatever they're going to say, but if they're thinking it and all three of them are thinking it, I, dude, I cannot wait till 845 right now. I've never wanted to skip ahead of the class so bad in my life, dude. It's they, the ultimate tease right here. They just looked at me like I was out of my mind. And in these moments in life, and I'm not going to tell you what it is, 845, I'll tell you. Okay. But in these moments in life, you can do one of two things. You can act sheepish and caught and afraid, or you can go right at it and say, you know what? I've been seen. I am unapologetically going to stand here and continue to do this. What is it? What and is I did it? it. And when I, I when I got dressed, I started walking out of the gym and I tweeted it. I said, three dudes just looked at me weird in the locker room for something I did. So my guess is it's ultra weird. I thought, I just assumed, I will give you one hint. Okay. 
It is another weird thing that happens with my nose, much like smelling my dental floss. It is something else weird that happens with my nose when I'm getting dressed. That's that's the last hint. I don't want to give away. I don't want to give it away. Eight forty-five. Now here's the thing. I may tell you the story, and people may go, "Oh, dude, what's the big deal with that?" I do that too. Like I don't know because I don't know. I've never spoken to anybody about it. But I, it was one of those things where I was doing it, and I looked over and I saw people like, and I have obviously caught their attention and they're watching it. And I was like, "Oh yeah, I forgot I do this." And I and I was like, "Maybe this is weird." You didn't pee in the sink, no. did you? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> like I was gonna say, dude, you were gonna get kicked out of the gym for that. Everybody asked me about that. Yes, when You're I tweeted about out. it, because we were talking about peeing in sinks yesterday on the program, and um, and I thought about it while I was in the shower at the gym. Now I uh, I'm a Y member, and mm-hmm. if you, if you haven't been in there in a while, it's no longer like a group shower room. Well, yeah, they probably they probably haven't been in there in a while because there's like there's some dude always peeing in the sink over here. <laughs> no, there's not. And so now like the showers are all up against the wall. They're like single stall. You got like yeah. a curtain you pull behind you, and there's like separators in between you. Yeah. And on the floor, the drain runs like the length of the floor. And so there was nobody else taking a shower in the Y yesterday while I was taking mine. And I was like, well, maybe you just pee right now. We were just talking about it this morning. Maybe you do it. And then I thought to myself, I was like, that's rude. Like, I should not do that. I am not making that decision for anybody else. So, like, I will pee in the sink in my apartment, but I'm not going to pee in the pool at the Y. Like, I'm not one of those. You'll pee in a bottle in your bedroom. I was listening to Best Of this morning. and I'm Three kinda, hours. I'm kind of sitting Or three flights of steps it was. I'm kind of sitting here, and I'm just kind of, like, working on something else, and I'm here overhearing us talk, and I just came to the realization that you and I have very different standards of where urination is and is not okay. Like, that's just, it's just one of the different is about us, dude. Mouth is not all right. <laughs> people, there's a lot of people like Stansberry fans. So you guys are on the same page too often. You know, you got a little, you got to build, build a little controversy in the room. And I guess where we urinate America, is. America, you pee where you want. <laughs> That's the platform I shall run on. Um, no, it is not ball spray. I'm being asked if it's the ball spray. No, many no. dudes at the gym will, will, will gold bond up. You okay. know, either before or after they go work out. Ball Makes spray a plenty in the locker room at the gym. So Makes that's sense. not it. That's not it. You shall guess away. I don't think you'll ever hit it because I really do think I'm a weirdo. I'm the only one that does this. And here's what I hope. I honestly hope that as I'm hyping this up, that it is weird. Like, I hope at 845, it's not like, well, yeah, dude, everybody does that. And now we're stuck. And I have to, like, dig us out of that. Because, I mean, dude, the look on one of these guys' faces was, was like, he didn't look scared of it. But he was definitely like, why are you doing that? So at 845, we'll get into that. How are you this morning, buddy? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. Not too much to be excited about in my life except for two things. Number one, okay. first and foremost, it's Friday. Yeah, uh, like that's that always exciting. Number two, this weekend, Ohio Championship Wrestling. It's all going down at the OCW Arena. Tickets almost sold out. If you want some, ocwrestling.net. Got to get my plug in there. Awesome. We'll yeah. talk to Mark Munch, Bishop Munch on Sports, 7 o'clock this morning on Rock 106.9. Your opportunity to score yourself $1,000 every single hour on the Sandsbury Show this morning. Your first one is right next nine. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Win yourself a thousand dollars, seven ten this morning. Right after we talk to Mark Munch, Bishop Munch on Sports, on loan to us from Fox Sports thirteen fifty everywhere from the free iHeartRadio app. We'll talk to Munch, then get you hooked up with a thousand dollars. That's a good way to start the weekend. Munch already going a thousand miles per hour, just so everyone knows, dude. Like the guy has not slowed down. Not at all. I had lunch with him the other day. Yeah. Dude, he can wear you out quick, brother, homie. G-force. Dude, there I was trying to eat right too. Like so, I, so he hasn't been to that many places down here, right? So right. he came down, decided he was going to have lunch down here with me, and so I was like, "All right, well, dude, I'll take you over to Edie's Fish House." Like that's kind kind of one of those like one of Canton's best kept secrets. It's like sure. you know what I mean. It's one of those things. It's really good. So I was like, "All right, 
I'll take you over there because I know he, he really likes the fried fish. And I was like, all right, well, I'll take you over there. And so there I am eating grilled shrimp and, and green beans. I look over there. He's got two pieces of fish, <laughs> fried shrimp, coleslaw. The whole dude, He's got the whole spread going, just pouring sugar in his iced tea, the whole thing. I'm like, dude, I'm half this guy's age. What the hell am I doing over here? That was a good lunch, man. I miss that dude. So we'll talk to him 7 o'clock this morning. So I came in the, in the building this morning, and Fantone was smiles ear to ear. And I was like, all right, buddy, what's going on with you? I know it's Friday. Nobody likes Friday more than Fantone, by the way. Like, nobody likes Friday more than this dude. And so I was like, all right, well, maybe that's what it is. I don't know why. I feel like I work every other day. You do. (laughs) Like, Saturday I got to work, Sunday I got to work. Fridays are good, though. So, yeah, for some reason, yeah, I don't know why you're all about it either. I'm working again this, this whole weekend, too. But he normally loves Friday. So I was like, all right, well, maybe that's I was like, dude, what are you so happy about? Because I saw something on TV this morning while I was getting ready to come to work that I can't believe I saw. And so then he pulls up the website for it, shows it to me, and there is a two-minute commercial for said product, and we've actually posted this at WRQK.com, and I've retweeted it. I'm actually having problems with the link going through on Facebook, so you'll have to go to WRQK.com to see it. But somebody has created a Trumpy bear, which is exactly what it sounds like. It is a stuffed animal dressed up and made to look just like the current president. Now, we did just, I believe it was earlier this week, if not late last week, where we found out that an alarming number of adults are still sleeping with a stuffed animal. Which is crazy. Crazy. We also found out in that study that more men have their favorite stuffed animal from when they were kids versus women. Which I thought that was interesting. And insane. And so maybe this goes lockstep with that. That this is exactly why this product needed needed to come out. So we have taken the audio from the commercial for you. And I will tell you that it kind of comes off like an SNL commercial to me. I was watching Comedy Central, so I kind of thought, and I was... You oh, know, promo maybe. For well, yeah, and I mean, I mean, you know, Sansbury and I will talk about post-show, eh, maybe call it a little pre-show. You know well, what I mean? Friday. A little, you know, a little Friday. Fri- a little Friday. A little um, Friday there. But I'm like, dude, is this fake? Is this like a part of Workaholics, or what is this? And so here's the audio from Trumpy Bear. The wind whispered through the forest. A storm is coming. You cannot defeat the storm. From the trees we couldn't afford James Earl Jones. <laughs> I fear nothing. I come when the trumpet sounds. I am the storm, the great American grizzly. And then it's a picture of a stuffed animal. The original Trumpy Bear, <laughs> the fearless, super plush American grizzly. Trumpy Bear was born June 14th, Flag Day. Just find the secret zipper and pull out the American flag themed blanket. Wait a minute. And there's, wrap yourself there's, in the dude, you pull an American flag out of the bear's ass? Yeah, and you use it as a blanket. You pull it out of its ass and then you use it as a blanket. Well, I mean, there's there, 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 there's probably a lesson in there in people pulling things out of their ass, That's right? fair enough. <laughs> there's probably a lesson in there. In the red, white, and blue for comfort and warmth. Show your patriotism and proudly display Trumpy on Flag Day <laughs> and on any American holiday. I love it. God bless America and God bless Trumpy Bear. 
Trumpy Bear sits proudly at the front of the motorcycle for all the world to see. Wait, what? And loves to cruise. We're strapping the Trump Bear on the front yeah, of the Harley? That's what you're supposed to do is put your Trumpy Bear on the front of your Harley right there and let the world know. Why? Well, Dad, you gotta show him. And loves to cruise with his brother. He loves to I'm cruise. I'm a former Marine, and I'm proud to have Trumpy Bear ride by my side. They did not do that. I'm telling you, dude. Honestly, there's more There's more uh, veterans. Of course there are, dude. Have you heard the commercial yet? I'm a former Marine. And I love Trumpy Bear. Oh, I don't know about that one. And this dude knew about it. He was happy with it. And loves to cruise with his brother. I'm a former Marine, and I'm proud to have Trumpy Bear ride by my side. Once a Marine, always a Marine. Everyone knows Trumpy see, Bear loves let me to ask you this. Do you think that guy was actually a Marine? Oh, he better be. Good I, God, he better be. I mean, like, that's the thing, though. Oh. Like, I, I mean, I, I want to know. I, I do. I, I Like, I, I want to know that. If presented in a commercial as a military member for, like, those U.S., uh, what's that auto thing, the USAA? Like, you better be. <laughs> you better be. Yes, on that, I would totally agree with you, but... Fantone, we routinely put people on TV for commercials and white coats and and allow people to believe that they're doctors Doctors. when they're not. So if you're allowed to present yourself as a doctor in a commercial, you're not allowed to false flag for the military in a commercial. Everyone knows Trumpy Bear loves to go to the golf course. When I ride with Trump, make golf make golf great again. When I ride with Trumpy Bear, he makes my golf game great again. Of course he does, because he does it four months out of the year. He just plays nonstop. Does he kick balls from underneath the tree like I hear hear the actual Trump does? Anywhere. Simply style his trademark hair and place him in his favorite chair. Even the toughest guys will love Trumpy Bear. When America is great, business is great. When business is great, I am great. I love you, Trumpy Bear. I am an Army veteran. I am proud to own the Trumpy Bear, and I will always be proud to be an American. Order the Super Plus Trumpy Bear for only two payments of $19.95. Two payments of two. $40 for a Trump bear? Anytime somebody starts charging you two payments for something off of the TV, you're, you're, getting, get, you're getting into scam territory because they want to be able, authorized to make multiple payments to your credit card. And then it's going to turn into a monthly thing and you're trying to cancel it and it's not going to work. Dude, the eyebrows on this Trumpy bear are so great. And receive a special certificate of authenticity. So you don't get the fake one. So I you mean, don't get the you gotta well, get the authentic one. I mean, if I've ever been afraid of being duped, it's from it's from the knockoff Trump bear. Don't miss out on owning a piece of American history. Order now for only two payments of <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait 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 a minute. Trumpy bear is a piece of American history. You don't want to miss out on it. What is Al Snow making this goddamn thing? <laughs> Trumpy, the most fearless bear anywhere. Order now. I don't know what to say about that. I, other than, I can't believe it took this long. Um, like, if I go into the Build-A-Bear workshops, like those things, and I hate to call a company out by name like that, right. but like, if, if I were to do that, I, I, they have to have a Trump makeup, right? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. Is that right? Yeah, I'm going to say no. But I don't think they necessarily had an Obama one either. You know what I mean? Well, you do have to be, you're gonna be a little, little, little careful right there. <laughs> Might want to be a little careful with that um, But no, dude, I'm going to say they're probably trying to keep it away from them. You're right, though. I'm surprised. What, what took this so long, dude? I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, if you have the opportunity to make money... You know who's going to love this? Who's that? I'll tell you who's going to love this. And, I, and there's going to be a lot of you that don't get this reference. And you should look him up because he is, like, if, especially if you're on Twitter, because he melts down on Twitter like every three days. But Owen Benjamin is going to love this thing. Owen Benjamin's whole thing, he's a comedian, 
um, he's actually he's coming. I think he's playing Cleveland tonight. And um, his whole thing is, they, like, his followers call him a bear, and like his listeners are called like the unbearables. And I don't know where the bear thing started. Is, is it not like? Is it like the gay reference calling it gay dude a bear? I don't think so. Okay. But may, but maybe it's a play on that. Okay. I don't know where it came from. But Owen's one of these guys where he's like, I'm saying whatever I want, and he goes so far. And like, and to be honest, there are times where he butts up right up against like real racism. And he'll see be like, wow, it's a joke. And it's like, okay, well, yeah. I mean, I guess technically maybe it could be. But when you write it on Twitter, it doesn't play that way often. Like he gets himself in trouble with tone all the time on Twitter, and then acts. When people are mad at him, yeah, and he seems he to does do that a lot. On that, I mean, I like him. He, he can be an interest. Like he's great when he goes on people's podcasts and stuff like that. But he does butt up against some lines every now and again that make me uncomfortable. Does he have like a big movie I would know about or show I would know about? Because I always hear his name, I just don't know so him. He was in that. Oh god, he was in that that TBS show with Steve about Pittsburgh, where that dude um, owned the bar. Oh my god! You know what? Let's. I. I. I gotta get the name of it now because it's right on the tip of my tongue, and I have IMDb right here. We'll find it. Right. But um, and that I wish I could remember his name as I'm about to tell you. Yeah, I'm friends with that guy Steve that was in that show with him, but I can't remember Steve's last name. Um, but he was in that. He's he's done he's done a couple of other things, but he claims now he's being, you know, um. He's being put on uh, on on the bench by like Hollywood because he speaks out and you know it, it's like one of those things. But I, I'm not sure how true that is. Sullivan and Son. That's what it was. There we go. Sullivan and Son. Yeah, he was on that. He was like the and dude. You would hate Owen Benjamin because he's like seven feet tall. Seriously, I think he's taller than you. Six foot six. I'm an inch taller, homie. He's six six. Six six. Captain Tony from down the hallway. I don't care what you say, Stansberry. The Biden bear kicks Trumpy bear's <laughs> That would be funny. Again, that video, that commercial can be found online for you. WRQK.com. We'll be right back with more Sansbury Show. Guess hang on. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We have those event sevenfold tickets. We'll pass those out around 8.30 this morning. And I believe we also have some Honor Fighting Championship tickets as well. Indeed. Saturday the 31st. It's all going down at the Chaparral's Event Center up there in Akron. Uh, Operation Shockwave. Um, I really am excited. I just, you know, I think this area could be well served by an MMA association. I agree. And Honor Fighting's ready to step up into that role right now. I, I totally agree. I'm a huge MMA fan, and uh, and I like going to fights. Fightertix.com if you want to get some tickets right now. Or, of course, we're giving some away, too. TIX, right? TIX, correct. We'll pass those out around 930 this morning. And again, at 845, I'm going to... Uh, I'm gonna tell you a story about something that happened at the gym yesterday where dudes looked at me weird. Like, let me I'll say this. The gym's been great for my body. Right. It's been great for my mental health. Right. But it's been good for it's been good for content on the program as, yeah. as well. It's a dude, a lot of stuff has come out of there. A lot of dong stories. Yeah, well, I do like Is there, there a dong involved here? No, oh, it's no a dong, dong story. No dong story. I uh I, I there have been more dong stories and I have not told the the, the other ones. A, I didn't want to go back to the well too many times. And B, like I said, I see the same people at the gym all the time. And so sooner or later people are gonna be like, that's the guy that's always talking about D's on the radio. And uh, it's like 
dude, I can't. I, I don't. I don't want it. I just want to say that dong stories are a deep well, my friend. You go in as not as, as as often as you need to. But there was three dudes and a Only naked. If you drill with the big <laughs> and a naked Stansberry, and that's not a dong story. What is going on? I eight forty five. I gotta listen. I was not naked when this happened. Okay, I, you already clothed up. I no no no. I had underwear on. Oh, Stansberry in his undies. I was uh I was I was still a little <laughs> little. I was not quite dry all the way dry from the shower. Standing at the locker, locker open, underwear on. Actually, one more piece of clothing. <laughs> then I did something, and everybody started to look at me weird. And I, like I said, I could tell you at eight forty-five, and it could be like, "Dude, you hype this up for this?" Because I don't know if it's strange or not. I've never seen another human being do it. I do it every time I get dressed. And when I was doing it yesterday in public, it definitely caught the attention of a couple of people in the locker. So we'll find out together as a class if I if I'm making too much out of this or not. Yeah. Well, we'll find out at eight forty-five. I can't wait. So there is something that's going to be going on in Medina, and I'm interested to find out what people's reaction on this would be. And we, uh, there are places already in Northeast Ohio that kind of do this, but there's a guy named Brandon who's looking to bring something to the Medina area, and he's teamed up with Makai. Uh, I'm sorry, with Medina County, and he and his new staff for a new restaurant. And I hope I'm saying this right. It looks like Serenit, um, which I believe is, is, is a play along Serenity. And again, because this is all about recovery in addicts. Serenit. Okay. Serenit. I, I believe I'm saying that right. He says what he's looking to do is open a restaurant that is staffed and operated by recovering addicts. He wants okay. to give recovering addicts a place to go work. He says, it's exciting for me, don't get me wrong, and it's exciting for the staff and crew, but for the community that really wanted to see this happen. The biggest part is going to be for them. Um, Neighbors a few doors down from the recovery center, I guess they talked to a guy named Carl who lives uh, not far from where this is going to be. He says, I support the idea of giving those in need a second chance. I thought it was a good thing because I've been there. He goes, I just got myself out not that long ago, so I can sympathize with what they're going through. And this is one of those things that we are going to need to see in order for this problem to be combated properly. I agree 100% with you. I don't know if general America is going to. I feel good that Carl felt that way, but I think a lot of people are going to see this and say, you're putting a a, a, a an addict, essentially, like, hotspot right next to my house. I So there's going to be concern of that. And a bunch of drug addicts coming together to talk about how much they love drugs and how much they want to do drugs, and what are you telling me? They're not shooting up in my front lawn? So, yeah, so th- th- this is one of the reasons why I felt like this was interesting, because I'm willing to believe there's going to be a lot of people that feel about a recovery restaurant the way I feel about sanctuary cities. And the way I feel about a sanctuary city is the way most of you feel about a strip club. I'm okay if we have it. I don't want to live next to it. And that's and I think that that's probably how a lot of people are going okay. to look at these recovery restaurants. But we I mean, but this is one of those things that I find very interesting about the human person, Phantom, because if we were just to talk about the opioid problem in America mm-hmm. and not in this restaurant not be part of the story. The responses from social media would tell me, we got to rehabilitate, man. We just can't like lock these people up. We'll do part of rehabilitation is not only getting people clean, but it's helping them assimilate back into normal life. Right? Yes. Oh, 100%. Yes. And so if it, much like 
like an ex-con, it's like, well, I mean, dude, if we don't allow them to work places, aren't we just driving them right back to where they were? Exactly. 100, 100%, I'll agree with you there, but I feel like the people who are going to be saying, like, yeah, we need more rehabilitation centers aren't necessarily the people who are going to be against this. You know what I mean? I think it's the people who are saying, we got to lock all, all drug addicts oh, up. Okay. We have to kill drug dealers. Oh, you know so, what I mean? So I think you, those are going to be the people who are saying, I don't want this in my city. I don't want this in my county. I don't want this anywhere around me. Oh, and here's, here's the you thing. You and I think differently. I think people, I, I think it's the people who, who like to say, we need, you know what I mean? Because they think it's the right thing to say, who secretly underneath it all are like, dude, don't, d- don't open that. Don't put it by my but house. But I could be wrong on that. Well, I guess at the end of the day, both sides can't be saying, don't put it by my house. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Um, the, the thing that I'm going to say about this is, um, Number one, those addicts are already outside your doorstep anyway. You know what I mean? If if, if you've got enough of a need to have this kind of program in your city, those addicts exist. They are there. They are outside of your doorstep. Um, And number two, they're probably working in restaurants already. Like, I'm sorry, but the amount of drug abuse that goes on in restaurants would alarm people. Oh, it's crazy. I mean, just just alarm people. Like, I, 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 I often say, like, if I were in the position where I was going to be a drug dealer, in my life, I'd go work Fryside somewhere. You know what I mean? Because you always have a clientele. You know that there's not a super high chance of like you being investigated there because right. people aren't. It, it's Nobody just cares. it's a part of the culture. Like it really is. And like I, I, I mean, I, I would say from from smoking pot all the way up until the to hardcore drugs, you're going to find them at restaurants. I, I would understand people's concern. And be like, oh my god, there's like 30 addicts who are just like all like working in a building like right down the street from my house, but. The guy that owns the restaurant's got the most risk. He's putting at least a couple of those people behind a cash register where his money is. And, dude, as a guy who as I've owned small businesses, let me tell you, dude, every dollar you have is tied up into your small business. People are going to think he's a part of the scam, though, a part of the, a part of the crookedness oh. where it's like, oh, this guy's probably just pulling in 30 addicts so he can start selling them, you know, start selling them heroin and he can, he can have a built-in, you know, fan base right there. I didn't even think about that. Um, it, it, no, it's, it, it's whenever you're, you know, whenever you're trying to bounce back from something, you know, a lot of people think it's like, oh, well, just get out of rehab and you go back into the real world and you're fine. Mm, no. It's not even close to what happens. Well, because a lot of times you got to answer for that space of time. Where were you? Like you said, with you know whether you go to jail or, or you come out of addiction. I even feel like a lot of times, like reassimilating after military service, where very it's going much to be thing. like, well, you know, it's got a lot, a lot of very unique like disadvantages that you're looking at right now, where you're trying to get back to normal life, even though your brain has been like altered so much by having this different lifestyle. It has to be a part of it. I was surprised. That while reading the story, news5cleveland.com, that there was, I mean, they didn't even get a take of somebody who was against it, which I'm surprised. Like, normally, it, like, that would be the loudest people speaking about it. I, but, I, but you're right, though. I think there are going to be some people who you see it and you're like, yeah, it's a good idea, but not by me. Not you're going to have a hard time saying that in front of, you know, you know, Channel 5 cameras. Absolutely. Uh, you, you know, you are absolutely right about that. We will talk to Mark Munch, Bishop, Munch on Sports, and get you hooked up with $1,000 next on Rock 106. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9, where you can win yourself a Event Sevenfold tickets coming up at 8.30. That show will be August 6th out at Blossom. We'll get you hooked up, like I said, 8.30 this morning on the program. We do it every Friday at 7 o'clock. We talk to my good buddy Mark Munch Bishop, Munch on Sports. Yeah. Catch him weekdays at 3, Fox Sports 1350, everywhere on the free iHeartRadio app, Munch. Uh, We know the draft is coming up here soon. 
And I'm hearing from yesterday, uh, you know, all these media outlets, people are telling me that, 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 the, that the chatter is heating up, that it is going to be Sam Darnold at one and Saquon Barkley at four. And I'm just curious, if Darnold and Barkley go one and four, are you okay with it? Dude, you know, I am okay with it. i got to tell you something. You know, I'm still a Rosen guy, and some disagree. You know, it's interesting, too, when you talk to the people that actually break down film and not the stuff that we see when we're watching the game. You know, they go, you know what? Josh Rosen actually better footwork, better footwork, better mechanics, whatever there may be in there. However, they take Darnold, guess what? I'm fine with it. They take Barkley at four, I'm fine with it. If it was Sashi, I'd be going crazy because I knew they were the wrong guys. You say, how do you know that? Proof of the pudding, one in 31, okay? Yeah, you know, I'm totally down with that in every way, shape, and form. In fact, Dan, I got called by a national show last night not even knowing that, and they said, who are you going to take? I said, Darnold and Barkley, although Barkley, I want to tell you this, is not in the modus operandi. I like that word, those words, don't you? Fancy. Of John Dorsey. So let's see, but maybe he's going to break the mold this time around. Munchman, um, you know, obviously with the movement within the uh, top four there, I think it's opened up a lot of what-ifs when it comes to the Browns here. And if it goes one, two, three, quarterback, 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 uh, the Browns are in a very interesting position. You know, you've got Barkley left over, Chubbs up there, Fitzgerald, a bunch of very, you know, talented dudes. But also is the concept of a team wanting to trade up. Is there any, any, any chance you'd feel okay with trading that fourth pick? Yes, there is. Now, definitely not number one, because what's been the bane of our existence? Finding a quarterback, okay? Yeah, I would trade four, but i got to tell you what. I've said it before, guys. I don't give a rat's you-know-what about next year. I want the blind share of this to be this year, and I don't want it to be any further than maybe one in the third round. i got to have a couple in the second, because if you know what you're doing, first, second, and third round, the first two days, those are the guys that are going to start for your team. So, yeah. Under different circumstances, I would be okay with it. Do you think the Browns will make a massive trade day one of the draft? Like, are they going to trade out of one of those? Do you think there's any chance they trade out of four? Um, yes, there is a chance they trade out of four. And, guys, I will say this, and I won't say I think, because when you say you think, you're not sure, right. is that John Dorsey had his wheelhouse. He had that ball, Sansbury and Matt, right down the middle of the plate when the Bills made him that one offer for one. And he said, blow me away. I don't know what else anyone can do for him. I don't see one going bye-bye. Uh, four, if the offers are – if you're asking me right now, I'm saying no. Because they know that they need the best players available because it's a bad football team, okay? But if somebody comes and blows them away, I'm fine with it as long as they have people in their sights. That sounds good. We're talking to Mark Munch, Bishop Munch on sports. I want to talk a little Cavs with you if we can. Um there are people out there that feel now that the Cavs are starting to come on strong, that it might be hard for Tyron Lue to come back to the bench and be the coach. Do you believe there's any chance that um, we're going to change coaches yet again? You know, it would not be anything formal, Dan. Honest to golly. I mean, think about that. Here's a team that made all these moves, made up, brought in some guys that really, I don't like to use the C words, you know, but uh, let's say that they were chemistry problems. They weren't uh, cancer. Cancer is a heinous disease. And they did a change. They made a change. They cut it out, okay? So he's got to deal with that. Injuries everyone has to deal with. So there's that. No, if there's a change, it would only be that Tyler's been suggested that, you know, he stay on the pines the rest of the season per doctor's orders. There's not going to be any kind of, like, you know, coaching change that he's fired. Unless it's a doctor's orders type of thing that he cannot coach the rest of the year, 
Larry Drew will step in. Now, I think the real change that we've seen at this point is the return of Kevin Love. And, you know, both games, not only did Kevin come out and play confidently and, you know, impact the game through rebounding and, and, and you know, offensive production, uh, but he also did something for LeBron and just kind of opened up what he was able to do. What do you see that relationship as it's now the official one-two of the Cavaliers? How do you see that moving forward as we get into playoff basketball? Bro, here's what I'm seeing is that here you have – there, there was a case late in the game against Toronto. You probably remember it. LeBron drove the freaking lane, man. I call it the magnet, okay? Because like a magnet, three Raptors immediately went to him. I stop him. All he did was kick that ball to his freaking right. There's Kevin Love standing around like you and I waiting for a bus fan zone. On bus, get that, 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 and, and man, he banged the three. So on the court, it's immeasurable. You got your transition game back. But you know what? We saw two years ago LeBron flying out to L.A. to tell K-Love, man, black out the detractors. It don't mean a dang thing. You're my boy. You're my guy. They're very, very close, and LeBron depends on him. He depends on LeBron. Hey, guys, quick one for you is that Love, again, is in one of those positions, and there's been a few of them in Cleveland in the past years, that why anyone can hate on a guy that you wind him up and he gets you at least 20 and 10. Now, that's at least. 80 of the 82 games, it still blows my mind that he's that whipping boy because it doesn't make sense in any way, shape, or form. I'm always telling Kevin, play the race car, dude. Like they, every time something goes wrong, they want to blame they they they, they want to blame Kevin Love, and I don't I don't get it at all. Munch, I'm sorry. Well, but you know what, what, Danny? I'm sorry. I could say this, but I had a you know uh, African American gentleman call me on the show today. I, I'm not PC with it. All. You know, there's a brother, okay? Okay. And he goes, Munch, you can't say it, but I will. Leave Kevin Love alone. Leave the white boy alone. You know, that kind of thing. And you're right. He's, he's, he's a dude playing a different a game that's based on a different race, and he's doing it. And, you know, he's doing it just as good as anybody else, and people don't like that. You said it better than I ever could. That's Mark Munch, Bishop Munch on sports. Catch him weekdays at 3 on Fox Sports 1350 everywhere on the free iHeartRadio app. Munch, have a great weekend, buddy. Gentlemen, I will. And, again, thank you for all you do, not just for Canton, but for me personally, because you know what? You guys get me freaking rocking. Well, I'm happy to do it. We'll see you next week. That's Mark Munch Bishop, Munch on Sports. Catch him weekdays at 3 on Fox Sports 1350 everywhere on the free iHeartRadio app. Let's get you guys hooked up with $1,000 right now. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9 online for you, WRQK.com. It looks like there is a situation developing that will probably uh, take over the news cycle a little later this afternoon. I'm hearing that there is a hostage situation in southern France right now where a Mm -hmm. gunman has some people... Um, held captive, and uh, apparently he is claiming allegiance to ISIS. That's the that's all I have on it so far. Again, this is southern France, but I would imagine more and more is going to develop with that throughout the program. We'll try to keep you up to date the best we can. I do have not some uh, not so great news for Stark County right now. As right. estimates for the 2017 Census Bureau show that Stark County lost a thousand people. Between 2016 and 2017, mostly they say because people moved somewhere else. I'm assuming that that, that the other reason would be death, um, because uh, what else would it be? Yeah, I think right. This is the only two I mean, you, could you either move somewhere else or, you, or you're no longer with us, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. As of July, Stark County recorded a population of around 372,000, just over that. But the figure has dropped by more than 2,800 people since 2010, with the biggest losses coming between 15 and 16 and between 16 and 17. You said 372,000 for the county, correct? Yeah, 372,500. I didn't necessarily know that. I I knew Canton's population, but 300 plus in Stark County, I did not know that. Yeah, I didn't know that as well. 
Of the 88 counties in Ohio, 45 of them gained population in the most recent period and 43 lost population. Stark ranks 26th in percentage of population lost. And uh, a Canton repository analyst shows that the analysis that, that the counties that gained the most population were those near, and nobody should be shocked by this. Um, it was the counties closest to, uh, to Columbus. Columbus is like, I, I don't know if it's still the fastest growing city in Ohio, but I know for a while it was. And it seems like if you want to live, like, dude, that's the city to be near. Oh, yeah. I think what once was Cleveland's, you know, claim to fame was like, ah, oh, we're the biggest city in Ohio, I think is quickly being threatened by I, Columbus. I and- heard yesterday that I, and I hope I have this right, I don't have it pulled up in front of me, that, that, that Cuyahoga County lost the most people in the country. Over I guess I can't say I'm, I can't. I can't say I'm shocked. I mean, I can't. You, you know, know, everybody's been telling me how Cleveland's on the rebound the last few years, and I kept saying, "I was like, well, show it to me." I mean, dude, new restaurants are new restaurants, but like, show me the actual yeah, rebound. Show yeah. me the actual rebound. Well, and I think that's something that Sark County really has to keep in mind. There is like, yes, new restaurants are great, and don't get me wrong, bro. I am 100 percent all in on the Hall of Fame, but it's like you, ha- we have to make it attractive for people to live here, not just come here, but to live here as well. The Canton-Maslin metropolitan stat area, which includes Carroll County, fared worse than Stark County in the new population estimates. It's down about 1,200 people. Among the state's largest metropolitan areas, only the Youngstown-Warren-Boardman area lost a higher percentage of its population than did Canton-Maslin. YTZ. Wow. Wow. Um, Civic leaders here in the area already have identified a problem and started to try to solve it already. Last summer, a group of government businesses and nonprofit leaders through Stark Community Foundation released the Strengthening Stark Report, which determined Stark is on a path to become smaller, older, and poorer. Wow. Unless a major financial investment in economic development is made, if nothing happens, they say, Fantone, that uh, the county's tax base will decline, which will make it tougher for government to provide services, and that is true. 100%. I mean, you have less people throwing into the pie. You're going to have to throw in a bigger piece of the pie. I mean, that's, that's just common sense. See, all right, so th- this is what I'd be curious to find out, is that they say it's a large percentage of people never move any further than 20 miles away from home. Right. So where did these people go? I mean, I'm a, a large percentage of people, but like when we're talking about, you know, relatively small numbers here, 300,000 for, for the county and, you know, seven or 80,000 essentially for Canton. Once you start taking out percentage points out of that, that's I think when you it's like that's when the, the effects kind of become profound. I wish I had an age breakdown here because it, 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 if, if what's happening is 18, you're listed as an adult, you're a resident, and now you move right. to like, you know, somewhere else for your job because you just got out, you know what I mean? Or maybe you're, you know, you're going to college and so you move somewhere else for college. Like, does that count? Well, like, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to find out how they broke I that down. I think with censuses, and especially since those happen every 10 years, I think essentially if you're a college student, your permanent address is still probably going to be your parents' Whatever's house. on your ID, right? Probably. I mean, I, you know, obviously you can change that, but I, I would think that in most cases that's how it is. And that's kind of something frustrating about Stark County is there's a decent amount of universities around here and colleges and like it seems like you know whether it's Malone or or Mount Union or you know even Stark State and and, and Kent Stark um you get your college degree and I feel like a lot of I don't want to say the cream of the crop but a lot of people leave it's like all right well now I got my degree here and now I'm out and it's like 
I understand that because I'm never going to discourage somebody from chasing your dream. You know what I mean? If you've got a job that you can go live in Columbus, what am I going to do? Tell some some graduate no, from Malone? Columbus, right. What am I going to tell them? No, you have to stay in Canton because this is, you know, this is where you're from, blah, blah, blah. Of course not. Of course I'm not going to say you that. you got to go where the opportunity but, is. but at the same time, that opportunity is never going to be here if we keep sending like the best and the brightest out of here. It's one of those things where all people want to move away from where they're from initially. Yeah. Of you course. know what I mean? That's that's of definitely course. part of it. That's definitely part of it. And I think there's a lot of people too who have thrown their hands up on the city and have said, you know what, the crime's too high. We, we you know, potholes are too big, and and it's just time for me to go. And I get that. I understand that. But it's like that's why you know, as we decline in population, as we get people who are you know older and not as willing to like invest in the future, because it's like, well, no, I'm not passing the school levy because I don't care. No, I'm not. You know, I'm not voting for the city council or the you know the the, the Canton you know comprehensive plan because I don't want to split that money again that's it's it's going but I mean are most people making an informed decision on that though no. like because well that's what no. I'm saying but you, like because your opinion which I don't think is necessarily wrong but it does I think you're giving a lot of credit to people there. Oh, that that I'm not going to vote for improvement or I'm not going to be a part of improvement because I feel like things are so crappy anyway I feel like a lot of people do that uh, maybe I, I they might be fearful of the money too maybe they're you know because people well, don't really understand how, how how the spending breakdown goes no, of course not. And coming up in May, um, Canton will have the opportunity to vote for a tax increase. And I know everybody that I just said that to is like, hell no, it's a half a percentage in- increase in, in in your local taxes. And it would go up to, from two to two and a half percent, which is where Akron and Cleveland both sit. And people are like, nope, not doing it, not going to vote for it, not going to be a part of it. And it's like, well, with people leaving and less people paying taxes, if you want those improvements, if you want those cops, if you want the comprehensive plan, if you want these things, you ha- somebody has to pay for them. Like I, I know that's a frustrating. It sounds like a like a like a like a crap reality, but like it, it, it it's it's true. This guy's telling me it's jobs. These people need yeah. uh, these people go to school and graduate. Where are these where, where are their good paying jobs? Well, first of all, dude, there's no such thing as a good paying job anymore. They're they're very few and far between. And second, you're right, but it's chicken and egg there because why if I am a business owner, am I going to put a business in a right. place where people are showing me they can't wait to leave? They can't wait to leave. They're uneducated. They don't want to. You know what I'm saying? I, like, like, well, then what am I doing here? If I'm a CEO, I'm probably not picking. Canton and Maslin either. I mean, and, and that's that's the whole thing, and that's why it's so important. We talked about this, I don't know if it was yesterday or two days ago, about like how important it is to embrace the things that are embracing us, i.e. the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Where like I know in how the, many jobs are coming open because of that. Exactly. So it's like I I know it's like, oh well they're gonna they're gonna build something. I dude, the traffic's gonna suck. And uh well dude I, I, I get it, but if if we do nothing, if we just stand by and continue to let what's happening happen. 20 years from now, we are going to live in a very different place. I, I don't think it's for the better. I said this the other day about the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and we don't mean to drag them all the way right. into this, but it's like, guys, if you bitch about that project, you're just lucky that that nobody's suggesting they yank that out of here and put it somewhere else. Like, Because that's what the world does in 2018. Is like, dude, why is this thing not in Los Angeles? Why is it not in New York? Why is it not in Chicago? Why in the hell? Because football was started here. Right. Does the average fan who turns on football on Sunday afternoon know that? No, no they, they don't. They know that they go to Las Vegas once a year, though, and it's like, all right, well, if I can go there and I can go see, you know, I can go see Jim Brown's helmet or whatever. Like, people, I, I just feel like you're very short-sighted, and I'm not saying that, like, oh, dude, vote for tax increases. Everything's going to be fine. I understand the skepticism there, um, but there's also a reality there.
And, that, and, and, and to, to put your head in the sand over that, it, it is. It's just naive. It, absolutely it is. That's, uh, that's not a good thing. I think Ohio, I'd be interested to see Ohio versus the rest of the country versus people, you know what I mean? Yeah. People leaving here versus some other places. I think it's, you know, there's a lot of it. It's, uh, it's, it's the, you know, the portion of the country, it's the weather, it's, uh, you know, it's the job opportunity. Dude, a lot of the good job, you know, a lot of the good job opportunity in this country right now is out west. It just is. It's just the way it is. It's like people are going to gravitate towards better weather and, and, you know, a better lifestyle. It's just, it, it, is a reality, but we are going to have to figure out a job situation here in Stark County. We talked about something a little bit, just a little bit yesterday on the program, but I want to get right back into it, so we'll do that next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy, Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes! The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9, online for you, WRQK.com. We have event seven-fold tickets, win those at 8.30, also 8.10, your shot at $1,000. Part of Rock 106.9's $480,000 giveaway. Yeah. A lot of money. Pretty sweet. A lot of money. We got into this the other day, um, but some of you may have missed it, so uh, I'd like to re-examine now if we could. In an effort to prevent more tragedies, like what some other high schools have seen, Maslin City Schools now have installed a metal detector at its high school and a plans to eventually install another uh, at the school's middle or I'm sorry, at the district's middle school. Now, Maslin Washington High School already has a multi-tiered security system. Visitors, Fantone, have to be buzzed into the building where they have to stop inside a new double door area. You'll then present your ID, which is used to do a background check before a visitor's pass is issued. There are also cameras and two resource officers at the school. Yeah, I mean, anytime you're bringing visitors into the school, you really do. I mean, you know, general public, you know, students, you're going to have to worry about this. But once once there's people from outside that aren't supposed to be there coming in for the day, obviously, that's a very high priority. The first time I ever saw that is I I remember I moved to California in my early 20s and I moved back home and I was like and then uh, I wanted to go see one of my high school teachers. And I went to the high school, and like when I was in high school, you could open the door to the high school, walk right in, walk up to the classroom. Nobody would have stopped you. Nobody would have thought twice about it. But then after it was like, oh, okay, well now I got to go through all the security for it now, which is absolutely the way it should be. Yeah, I, uh, I, I mean, I know this has been in in place for a while. I would say ten years plus where my mom works, where you just you like you there's a, a buzzer system, you have to go through it. I, you know, I don't think Good. this is necessarily a new idea, but. The metal detector is something the district says will add not only another layer of security, but also will give students, their parents, and district's teachers and administrators some peace of mind. And I I would agree with that. That's probably there. They say it's a different era where the intentions of individuals that are coming in the building. What are the intentions of our students attending our school building? So it's a different time period, which are concerns and how we interact with our students and what we are requesting them to do. That's Assistant Superintendent Mark Fortner. Um, it is a different era. There's no doubt about it. Um, can I make the argument? And this is me 100% devil's advocating this is that, like, well, by doing this, you are now promoting that this is a gun free zone. Aren't you essentially making it a softer target? Aren't you making it easier? I mean, aren't, uh, d- I mean, high schools are gun free zones already, right? So I guess what I'm saying is, like, I, John Q. Public, coming in, I want to come see my kid. I want to drop off, you know, his book bag that he left at, uh, at home or whatever. Should I be able to carry my pistol in there to be able to, pre- to, to, you know, prevent a crime? No. No. And, and, and I'll tell you why. As a pro gun person, let's not pretend that parents don't use their kids as bait back and forth for yeah. divorce issues yeah. and what i worry about is estranged father maybe even mother 
I'm gonna show your I'm gonna show your mother or I'm gonna show your father that I'm right, and then they hurt their own kid, maybe another kid. Like I, no, I worry about that. Um, and the potential for danger is too high. Yeah, I'm not, I mean, I'm not advocating for this, but I've definitely, I mean, that's just the thought of like, well, you're you're flagging to the world that this is a gun-free zone. The whole gun-free zone thing, and I know people get all hot and bothered about it, is that what people got to understand is that it's going to change venue to venue, and that that's okay, and that there are going to be different rules for different venues, and that's the way it should be. To make a blanket idea of this is this shall cover all things, I think will, it just leaves too many loopholes open. Um, I I like this. They say they're already they're working on a plan to most efficiently manage the flow of students through the metal detector. Now, here's was my question the other day, and nobody's been able to answer it for me. As if I am a Maslin High School student, mm-hmm. am I able to drive my car to the parking lot, park my car, and walk in multiple entrances, or are they now saying you must enter here? When I was in high school, there was two entrances you could come through. But I mean, that was 15, 20 years ago. I was going to say, point, when I was so in high school, there was there was like I could go in the four hundred hall. I could you probably walk in any door, any door I wanted. Right? No. By the time, because I mean, like I, I I was in high school when Columbine happened. So like I think that shortly after that, somebody it, said, "Oh man, we got to think about right, this. right." Right? You have the front entrance, or there was like a student entrance by the student parking lot. So like there was two entrance points. So if that's going to be the case, and let's be real, you probably shouldn't have every door open. I mean, if there's going to be two, three four entrances that are, you know, they all have to live up to the standard. They all need metal detectors. They all need this locked door system. They all need to be on camera. You know what I mean? Like those, if, if that's going to be the case, you got to get them all covered. Yeah. A, uh, the school district's board recently made an additional $100,000 available for security measures, including metal detectors. I saw this argument presented yesterday kind of um, against the concept of having these metal detectors here is that, well, if a kid decides he's going to run in with a, you know, with a semi-automatic weapon or any any weapon um how's a metal detector going to stop him if he runs in there and just starts mowing him over okay well that's not a good enough reason not to put it there right i mean like if if it doesn't solve every problem we should just not do it you know what i mean and people are like well what if what if what if you know you, you got a line full of kids standing there outside waiting to get in and somebody just starts shooting them there and it's like well yes i mean we can throw hypotheticals out there until we're blue in the face isn't that like saying well if you make the speed limit 65 what if somebody does 80 it's like well yeah i mean they're, they're, but that's that's not a reason not to have a speed limit though you know what I mean? Like, there's not a reason not to do that. Should this is um this is in re- in relation to this? Not exactly, but it's in the area of it now. From the Canton Rep, uh, where a local march for our lives, a student-led rally against gun violence is going to take place. I believe this is this Saturday noon at Market Square. Students from Hoover, Glen Oak, McKinley, Lake, and Jackson High Schools organize an event and will speak. The rally is in conjunction with a national March for Our Lives event set to take place at the same time in Washington, D.C., so it'll be happening here locally again Saturday, Market Square, around noon. Carissa Baer, a Hoover High School junior, is one of the organizers. She says, I am hoping that this rally will spread awareness about how gun violence is affecting our communities, the children in our schools, and how we can all come together to stop gun violence from affecting anyone else, she said. I'm also hoping that this rally will invoke politicians to push an effective bill before Congress in hopes that they will address these issues. So... I know there's going to be people that push back on that. I know there's going to be people that are very anti what these kids are trying to do right now. Nowhere in that, I don't know if I want to say official statement, but nowhere in that statement was it, you know, did she mention gun laws, correct? It was preventing gun violence. Yeah. So, like, I think we can all get behind that idea, right? I mean, like... I, like I've said, I, I you know... I, I, we need to we need to learn to compromise so we have we stop having dead bodies in homeroom. Like that's what I want. 
And if it takes me having to give up something I don't want to give up for that to happen, then that's all right. That's okay. I, I know it's there, not my country. I know there's a lot of, I don't want to say hysteria because it's probably not the right word, but there's a lot of concern when it comes to they're going to go too far with this. These kids are getting used as pawns. It's a leftist agenda, blah, 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 blah. And, and there's like, truth in some of that. But at the end of the day, like, I mean, these kids have dealt with the reality here. And if this is how they feel, like, this is how we want to express ourselves, I'm going to be okay with that. Like, I saw, I saw, I saw earlier this week, and this is a media personality in Northeast Ohio that said this, but regarding, regarding the, um, what's that kid's name? David, David Hug or Hog or yeah. Uh, yeah. Hogue. Hogue. David Hogue. David Hogue. Um, so that, that's essentially one of the kids that have become the face of the Florida shootings and has been very outspoken and has, you know, and whether you agree with him or disagree with him, the point of this, of the story is, is this media personality said he wishes, he said, you know, I'll paraphrase here. I wish I was 15 so I could punch this kid and not get arrested for it and it's like i mean dude this kid went through a school shooting through a school shooting if you don't agree with what he's saying fine i, I i'm not saying that you have to be in line with what david hugs or, or Hogue says i'm not that's not the point i'm making but for you to come out and say that about a minor that went through a school shooting like dude have some like 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 have some integrity of yourself like ha- like it's unbelievable i find that kid to be annoying like I do, I find him to be annoying, and even just the way he looks just annoys me. But he is a 15 year old kid. He did go through something I did not, and you know, I, I I think people misunderstand this sometimes. Where it's like, I know you may disagree with gun control, or like you know whether or not gun control will work, or this and that. But you got to understand that if somebody came into your home today, took out and took out a gun and killed six people you knew. And I'm just pulling a number out of the air. I know it was 17 in Parkland. I'm just saying, like, dude, and they did that. Your opinion on what should happen would be different today than it was yesterday. Now, I can make the counter to that of uh, that makes you almost a little too close to it. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes sometimes you do get a little too close to a situation, and therefore, like, you can't see the common sense in the, in the answer there. But it doesn't negate either side there. Like, you have to respect that, number one, yes, this kid went through it, and number two, that maybe his opinion is different. So, like... I, I, the fact that somebody, and not only just somebody, but the fact that a media member said that, somebody that like is 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 you know essentially a peer of mine, I just felt like that was garbage. Yeah, that guy's got a lot of garbage opinions, dude. I mean, he's got a ton of them. I'm not going to tell people who it no. is. BF is uh, or the initials you can find it. Joe's telling me you don't get how happy I am. The left message is being controlled by high school kids going into a midterm election. I don't think you're going to be that happy when you find out how how those midterm elections end up. I don't really care about about it either way, but if you think because because Parkland students are on the cover of Time magazine that that means the Republicans are going to win the midterm elections, I think you're wrong on that. I think you're wrong on that. Oh, he's not saying that he hopes that he's saying they're using kids so it shows how dumb they are okay. and they're going to take back control and I don't buy it. I mean, dude, it's the counter to anytime somebody becomes president, then the next midterm elections is like, no, the Republicans are going to rally or the Democrats are going to rally. So, like, yeah, I don't I mean, we'll see what happens. I, uh, I I don't believe because kids are on the cover of Time magazine that that means that that that, 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 re- that we're going to have like a red sweep, as a matter of fact. And again, the numbers told us Hillary would win by a landslide. So I, take numbers and do what you want with them. But they released the numbers the other day. And it's looking like, honestly, like blue sweeps easy. It looks like it sweeps like easy. Just, I don't know what'll happen. 
it's it's the counter, dude. One side gets you know complacent, and Obama won, and then the Tea Party comes around, and it's like, oh my God, they won all those midterm elections, and now Trump won, and it's going to be like, all right, dude, look at these Democrats, they won all these elections. It's very it's very interesting. So this man taught us that we don't want to grow up, and we've lost him forever. We'll give you that, and also a thousand dollars next on Rock One Hundred Six Nine. The Stansberry Show, Kenton's Rock Station, Rock One Hundred Six Nine. Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 1069. We're about to hook you up with $1,000 here momentarily. Um, we have to go backwards a little bit in today's program. We were talking okay. about this metal detector that's being installed or has been installed at uh, Maslin Washington High School. We got talking about like why this is happening in Parkland and like all the different things that kind of came into it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had a guy tweet at me and says, dude, I normally love your show. But today is the second time that I've had to turn you off over your, uh, your opinions on bad parenting stereotypes. He says, look up the stats. Mothers are more likely to commit file side than fathers. I hope I'm saying that right. Apparently what this word is, I, I did look it up. I wanted the actual definition. This is the act of a parent killing their own, chil- their own child. We were talking about, like Fantone said, well, shouldn't they be you know, a safe space? Like, you know what I mean? For high schools. And like, if that's the way you feel, like, shouldn't, you know, if you're, a gun carrying person shouldn't you know you're bringing your kids something to school shouldn't you be able to bring the gun into the school and I said no because sometimes parents will use their kids as pawns in their relationships and they're fighting with you know back and forth and sometimes you want to make that person the other person feel so much pain that you are sick enough to kill your own child to make that person feel the pain and apparently I had said what if a guy brings a gun into school and wants to go kill his kid and this is why the guy's saying to get back at his wife so okay. first of all I never said men are more likely to kill their, more likely to kill their own child versus a mother never once did I claim it as a matter of fact I went and listened to it I say a man or a woman so first of all what this guy's mad about that the fact that I said I didn't say second of all i looked it up on google according to brown university last year the most likely scenario of file side is when a father kills his own son so even if i did do what you had claimed i did which i didn't i would have been right about it and i was just getting through the conversation i just said a guy just to be talking like i think people dude you're looking to fine tooth comb this stuff too far it was just a scenario yeah, I, I mean, it's not like it's not like that. The point of that of that statement was to be like, well, dude, you know what? Men are just the entire problem here. Like, to make that, to, to, I mean, to make that assumption, to to put that into like, well, that's what he meant by it. Like, dude, you're just you are you're looking for something to be upset. You about. just you just want to be angry. That that's it, and that's fine. That's I get it. Like sometimes I go to other things too, just to be made mad. Just to get mad. Sometimes I'll turn on MSNBC uh, just to be mad. But that's but that's the thing in the tenure of the, that you've been listening to the Stansberry Show. That's the thing where it's like, oh, I got to turn this off. I can't listen to this anymore. Like, I mean, I'm sorry, but like, that's pretty snowflakey right there. This is something else that I've been taking a lot over the last few weeks. And this is about the walkouts. And again, there are, I think it's like Glen Oak, Jackson, some other local schools. Saturday at noon, will be on Market Square here. Right. Um, you know, you know, as a march of, against gun violence. I just schools. want to bring up one thing I like about that: they're not walking out of school; they're doing this on their free time, on their own time. So it's no the argument of well, these kids just want to leave, you know, geometry class. That's out the window Saturday at noon. I uh, yeah, no, the, no, that part's great. And this guy says, "Where are the walkouts during the bullying? Why is it only when it escalates to violence that there's a walkout?" Well, I think you answered your own question inside your question because gun violence is serious not that bullying's not and i know that's what some of you just heard me say but that's because you that's what you wanted to hear me say but at the end of the day most high school students don't know about every bullying situation in that school but they do know when bullets are flying through the air right and so we can admit 
that that there are certain both things are wrong, right? Bullying and school shootings, both things are wrong. Which one's more serious? What the gun violence in the schools more serious? Now, so now it's like, well, you can't speak out about gun violence because you didn't speak out against bullying. But like a year ago, when kids were speaking out against bullying and put, parents were putting in this like initiative and schools were, we were putting calling in this them sissies, you were calling them Buttercup. Suck it up, Buttercup. Right. Suck it up. That's I mean, and that is definitely so, part of that argument. It has to be part of that I mean, argument. Like, what do you want? It, it's if. It, in my estimation, everybody hear that? In my estimation, I believe that this, nobody says anything about the bullying, is coming from pro-gun people because they are worried that a gun ban is coming because what you're telling me you don't think is going to happen, these kids getting movement in Congress, secretly behind closed doors, you're terrified is going to happen. Now, for the record... I am a pro-gun person. I have a loaded Glock 40 in my bedroom and a loaded 9mm in my living room. Don't come in my house, bro. You're going to hate how that afternoon goes. So I am a pro-gun person. But that does not mean that I am immovable in my opinions about what we should be able to do in certain things. Should we should we look at maybe a ban here, ban this, what we do here, what you can own here? Yes, because I am a common sense person. That I don't think it needs to be black or right. That most things in life, including this issue, are going to live, operate, and get solved in the gray. I think a lot of people will make the argument that the right to bear arms, my right to bear arms, is a black and white issue. I, I mean, and that's that's the argument. Does yes, you have a right to bear arms. If you start banning, if you start banning one, but hold on, but this is what my argument would be: is just because I say to you, you can't own that, but you can still own this. Guess what? You still have a right to bear those arms. It's not that that's the thing. Now, I understand what people are going to say to me is slippery slope. That's what people are going to say, right? Myself included, myself included. When you go to slippery slope, it's because you don't have a great argument. Like, let's be honest about what slippery slope really means. I don't feel like looking anything else up to back me up. So there's this. It's a very, you can be used as a easy crutch to get your way out of an there argument. There are times where it's going to be an acceptable thing to now, say. Now, somebody's going to say it remains a black and white issue here, Sansbury. There is no gray because it says the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. So, like, that's that's what they're going to point. I when mean, that was written, the amount of arms available to you were not available to you. So don't we just then say that part of this was the best knowledge for its time and they didn't think about street sweepers when they wrote it? Guys, you got to remember something about that about when this was written. It was written before street lamps were out there, let alone police forces. So, of course, that was the knowledge of the time. And again, I'm a pro-gun person. Own two, have them in my house. Nobody in this show is looking to come and take your gun away from you. Okay? But if that but again, if you can be one of these people that can admit that there's a conversation on the other side, then you in my estimation are not a grown-up. Until you can say that this is my opinion, but yes there is a valid opinion on the opposite side of mine, then what are you then I don't think you're one of those people that should take part in the conversation. If you are completely immovable on anything, you should never be completely immovable on anything. You should say this is what I think. But 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 if I'm shown to be wrong, then I will handle it from there. And that's what we try to do on this program. Now, people are telling me bullying leads to gun violence. Okay. Okay. Am I disputing that? No. But to pretend like just because you didn't do a walkout for this, you can't do one for this, I think is a little just too easy. I think you're making it too easy. So if I go to a cancer walk and I don't, and it's not all anti-cigarette, 
You know what I'm saying? Like, can, is 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 it's, it's essentially the I'm same sorry, thing? I'm sorry. Set right? it up one more if time. If I go to a cancer walk and the entire time it's not like, well, hey, you didn't walk out when that guy was smoking a cigarette. You still smoke cigarettes. You can't be anti-cancer. That's ridiculous. I'm sorry, but that is that's a that's 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 a that's a little ridiculous. Wesley's telling me go back to being funny, man. Spending too much time being political. Need a break from it. Okay, well, dude, your radio's got ten buttons on it. Find one. Like, guys, this is what's going on in the world right now. And there are certain days where you're going to get a little bit of this and less of it and then more of this and more being funny, less of this. And, dude, I'm going to tell you, um, believe me, I'm going to tell you this wildly funny story about me being an idiot yesterday at 845. But I am not sticking my head in the sand over things that are happening, especially here locally, as right. there's going to be a march on this on Saturday, tomorrow at noon in the community. Guys, I am a voice of this community. For me to avoid this conversation would be me not doing my job properly. And at the end of the day, that's what I'm concerned about. I'm not always, always, always going to say everything that you totally agree with. I'm not. This is what I tell people all the time. You are not going to love everything I do on the radio. I don't love everything I do on the radio. But to pretend that this conversation isn't happening around me would be me not doing my job. And that, at the end of the day, I am beholden to the company and my program director. You are my constituency, and so I do my best to give it to give you what it is you want to make sure we are all in this together. But I am not going to coddle you and just beg you to stay by by never saying anything you don't like. That will. Never, ever, ever happen in this room. That, I promise you. You're shot at $1,000 right now. 6 9. Welcome back to the Say Very Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. I apologize about losing my temper. I do. It's, dude, it's, it's honestly, it's one of the reasons why I've been back in therapy for over a year. I've been trying to work on that and get better at it. It's Friday, but you guys. This, but this, I mean, dude, these guys, but you know what it is, Phantom? <laughs> like, and I'm going to yell again right now. I can Here feel it. Co- dude, I can, I know I can feel it coming up through my body. I can right. feel it. But it's like, dude, these people that bitch about other people wanting safe spaces, and I'm one of these guys. I was making fun of the millennial attitude on college campuses yesterday, not letting people like Ben Shapiro and Dave Rubin speak. Like, dude, I was making fun of the safe space, but it's like these people that make fun of safe spaces then want this radio show to be their safe space. That's not the way it works. I understand that that you like the program, and I love you for that. Yeah, thank you. There's nothing I want more than that is for people to listen and enjoy the program, but to pretend that you were going to turn it on every morning and it is going to be directly programmed for you all four hours of it is wildly unrealistic. It's wildly unrealistic. So now he's asking me, do you think everybody who is a redneck talks like that? No, but since I'm talking to a large group of people, and so I want them to understand what I mean, yes, you lean on certain stereotypes. We do it for all groups of people here. We do. Remember, just yesterday I was telling Kevin, I was telling Kevin Love to play the race card. Like, come on, guy. I mean, come on. I mean, this is you know why it makes me angry is because I really feel like we're not what most people think most radio shows are today, which is totally camped up for one side or the other. Now, I do we, we and we're honest about where where our leanings are. And I lean left. Phantom's probably a little further left than I am, and proudly, I think. But you know, I kind of lean that way. But I, re- I legitimately try to stay open-minded on things. And yet, I think that that's what upsets people these days, is when you are just willing to go, okay, well, I'll hear you out. Like, as a matter of fact, I had a conversation with a guy during the break over, over Facebook, right? And he says, I think you're being misleading when talking about when the Constitution was written and the right to bear arms and this and that. He's like, you got to understand, dude, the average citizen had the same weaponry as the standing army did then when they wrote it, Okay. Do you think if that army had tanks that they would have been arguing for you to have your own tank? My guess is probably not. 
And he said, well, they had cannons and the average citizen didn't have a cannon. And he goes on to tell me, I think artillery, mobile and otherwise is different than small arms. Well, that's the same exact thing I said, which is I'm not saying we should do it, but we should at least have a conversation about whether or not it's like, are we going? It's yes, you can own this, but maybe you shouldn't own that. Not that we do it tomorrow, but to have an open discussion about it, I don't think is all that dangerous. And I said to him, I was like, so, dude, you're telling me you think artillery and cannons is different than small arms. So you support a limit on some arms. So we agree that your right to bear arms would have a limit somewhere. So all we are disagreeing on now is where that limit shall be. First of all, we're not even disagreeing about that yet because I haven't told you where my opinion on where that that compromise shall be. I'm not even going to say it's the AR-15 because to be honest with you, and this is what most people and more people in my position should do, they never say this phrase to you out of fear that you won't like them anymore because they don't know everything. I don't know. And more people that have my position on TV and radio and everywhere else and podcasts, especially and especially blogs, Salon and Deadspin and whoever else, the the phrase I don't know needs to be part of conversations more. This pretending that we all just know the answer to everything is part of what's led us here. Oh, yeah. The the, the false sense of, well, I'm a constitutional lawyer and well, you know, I'm a, I'm a that's I'm, all. Yeah. And pretending you're a doctor every time that a health story comes up. And no, there's there's a lot of point there. And I think what you bring up or the word that you brought up in there I think really kind of like sums it up for us is that like we're honest about things and I know a lot of shows are like no dude you have to be you the guy. write this you right. say that no you're gonna be the guy who's like yo pro Trump the whole thing no matter what then happens. somebody will eat sushi off nipples for Godsmack tickets right right right, right. I don't we don't do that that is not who it's we not are we and it's never who we've been it's so never if, who we're gonna be. if that's who you're expecting if that's the show you want there's shows out Plenty there for of them you, out dude, there and they're on iHeartRadio dude, dude download them and go ahead and there's there's options out there every great radio show in the world on I mean, I, I, I think Dan and I both pride ourselves in the ability to hear other sides, to change our opinions. And I mean, changing your opinion different than changing like a moral standard of yours. True so, like, or false? You and I have spent about just about four, it's coming up on four years together, right? right? True or false? That you are pretty staunchly convicted in things that you have believed in. Yes. But through this conversation over the last four years that I have changed your opinion on something and you have changed my opinion on something 100% fair and yes. we probably both got better because of it right that we probably were both made to see a side of that that's like you know what oh. I didn't really think about that okay. and now that that's been presented to me I have a better opinion than I had two minutes ago and I think that's really what we're all lacking in the world right now is that ability to like okay I'll hear you out and give you the opportunity to be right because that's I think a part of the problem is people will say oh I'll listen to you or I'll hear you out but if you're not going to give a, an inch on the fact that maybe I'm wrong on this. Maybe I'm the one who needs to change. Maybe, like, if you're not going to have that, you're not having a conversation. You're essentially just allowing somebody to talk until it's your turn to, to, to spout your opinion. Exactly right. Exactly right. Here's another thing, what I will say. And I want to make this clear because I think sometimes people hear part of what I'm saying and then and then you draw your own conclusion for what the rest of my thought would be. I do not believe that banning AR-15s ends school violence. I don't believe it. Do I believe it may curb some of it? Sure. But there is also a great argument on the other side that says, what about all the AR-15s that are already out there? You're not going to get them all back, so banning them now. What's the difference? I'm a responsible gun owner. There's an argument in that. And again, I don't know. 
Just because somebody put me on the radio doesn't mean, dude, he, that guy knows everything. He must know everything. No, he must know are, everything. We are experts in nothing. Our boss will tell you we are experts in nothing. But that phrase, I don't know, needs to be entered back into the American dialogue in every subject there is. But we're all passing ourselves off as authorities on everything, which is part of why the reason why things are so screwy right now. Okay? No, Again, let me make this abundantly clear. Nobody in this room is for going through the country, kicking in your door, and taking all your guns out of your house. I mean, as a matter of fact, I think that would be one of the worst ideas, and then I do think the government would topple us all over and we'd well, be screwed. I mean, when, I it, do. when it was proposed that from the president that, you know, that due process be thrown away, I think I can safely speak for Stansbury and I that we were both vehemently against the idea of throwing away due process when it came to taking guns away from people. So it's not like, oh, you two are just libtards over here, like you're just sitting here being anti-Trump or anti-conservative or anti anything like that i mean that i'm was, anti-crazy that was the president throwing the idea out there of like hey well yeah we'll take it we'll take guns away and we'll take due process away you cannot do that this is america it is amazing to me how fast that soundbite died out nobody was talking about it that, nobody i mean it is it's alarming how fast that soundbite has disappeared f- from just like just like news. just like cnn didn't want to point to the the resource officer shooting that kid. Yes, just like CNN yes. didn't want to point to that. CNN Fox was News, wrong on that. Fox News does not want to point to Ex- to, to the other side. Exactly right. Both those things are one hundred percent factually correct. All right, Wesley and some other of you out there, <laughs> you're gonna get your wish. All right. I did something yesterday. I have no idea if it's strange or not. I bet but it I is. <laughs> but I was in a locker room at the YMCA and three dudes looked at me like it was weird. So. I'm guessing it's weird, but I don't I may be overhyping this completely. I don't know. We won't know until I tell you all what has happened. And that will take place next along with Event Sevenfold tickets on Rock 1069. The Stansbury Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 1069. Online at WRQK.com and passing out Event Sevenfold tickets here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625 is the number you'll need to win your way into Blossom August the 6th for Event Sevenfold and Prophets of Rage. Blossom's got a lot of good rock concerts this summer, but that might be the concert of the summer. Avenged and, and Prophets of Rage, that's going to be in contention at the very least. Pretty good. There's another really good one that they've been advertising with us a lot yeah. in the morning, which is Manson and Zombie. Man. Manson and Zombie together. That's pretty good. Speaking of Manson and Zombie tickets, I will have some on Sunday. Sunday, oh. Sunday. That's what you're giving away at Th- T-Mobile? That is what I'm giving away right outside of Belden Village right there. I will be there at the uh, T-Mobile from noon until 2. All you got to do is come in, get signed up, and hopefully you'll be rocking out with Canton's own Marilyn Manson and Rob Zombie right there. It's a co-headliner. Make sure you mention them both in every single break. There you go. There you go. We read the email. We did. Uh, dude, if I'm not mistaken, I believe former New Tour Tuesday artist Erica Dawn works at, the, at said T-Mobile. Oh. I'm pretty sure that's where she works. Oh. Pretty sure. Pretty sure. All right. Well, you see where New Tour Tuesday gets you. <laughs> Jeez. That's not nice. That Look at us. Girl. We do it every time. I'll be there, too. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. All right. Um, I have been asked to lighten the mood of the program, and I would agree. Ultimately, I would rather be goofy all day, but it's just, dude, there are serious things happening around us, so we're going to get into the conversation. Not going to rehash the whole thing. but sure? We can. uh, No, 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 no. Honestly, because I'm already worried that this isn't going to come off as (laughs) as interesting as I want, because I'm still too focused on being angry. Okay. But I am a weird dude. Yeah. 
from what I'm told. 100%. That people that are around me are a lot are like, yeah, dude, that's not normal. Like, I was actually driving down the street the other day with with our buddy Dustin, and he saw something happen in traffic, and he and I heard him say underneath his breath, oh, God, here he goes. <laughs> like, I hadn't done anything, but he was like, dude, he's like, I know you're freaking out and want to get mad. And so he's kind of right, right? And so I'm just weird, and I got I got ticks about me. It's not just the freakouts. I mean, that's a part of it. Like, there, there's no doubt about that. I think some of your strangeness comes from, you know, a little bit of the anger, but there's also just, like, like weird things, like, where you'll, you'll, you'll draw these lines of, like, this is where it is and then you'll do something so far over where it's like one time you got like dude go. I can't believe I can't believe you flush your toilet without closing it there's poop particles everywhere there's germs everywhere and then you pee in a bottle and I'm like bro like where is this line at because I forget what I say <laughs> <laughs> I do five shows a week dude you know what I mean I, you, I, did, I can't dude if I call you at one o'clock this afternoon and ask you what you said this morning you'll have I don't know. no clue I don't know you will have no clue <laughs> So that's why that happens, jerk. Thanks for not pointing it out every day, though. I do appreciate that. So this goes along the lines of, I and for some of you may know, this is a pretty famous story from the program, where I will like floss my teeth, and then I will smell like the string of the floss, because yeah. there's something about like the scent of that that I get off on. Now, everyone's got something a little gross they do, but like you... Lean into it. You don't just like, all right, dude. You know what? I scratch my nuts, and now I'm gonna smell my fingers. Like you're, you're. Which taking, if you do that, that's worse than dental floss. You're taking, dude. You're taking like special time and like planning this out. And you've told me before, like, dude, I haven't flossed in two weeks. It's about to be on tonight. And I'm like, damn, dude. It's Friday night. Go out there and get laid. Have fun. Do something. And you're like, I am gonna have fun. I am gonna do something. I'm gonna smell my own dental floss. So weirdo. So uh, before we get to the story, just yesterday. I was sitting in front of my TV, mm-hmm. bag full of those dental floss Here hooks. Here it is. Here it is. Old 70s deep dish style <laughs> ashtray, flossing, just dumping them in the ashtray, just going through like 30 of them. What was once the home of Newports and Marlboro Methyl Lights has now turned into, into dental floss hooks. Dude, seriously, I had to pour out like 40 of them out of that ashtray into the garbage can. Okay? So I was at the gym yesterday, and I had worked out, had a great workout, felt great. Go back into the locker room. I take a shower, and then I, I walk back to my locker, open it, and I start to get dressed. Right? Now, some of Stansberry's gym craziness. Not only are you just like a crazy person from the jump here, um, but you know you're still relatively new into this gym routine. So I yes. think I think there's a part of you that's like, I don't want to look stupid. I don't want to look like I don't know what I'm doing, which leads into more you know ne- uh, neurotic neurosis. behavior. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Okay. I, I I would be a liar to say that was not true. <laughs> Again, you dick. Right. So I uh, I start to get dressed. And, you know, I put the underwear on, put the jeans on, right? And I, I go to put my shirt on. All right. So I put my shirt on, and then I reach into my locker, and I grab a stick of deodorant that I keep in my gym bag. Okay. And this is part of my getting dressed routine that I just, I don't know, it's habit. I don't know where I picked it up from, but I do it every time. And for some reason, I cannot break the spell. And so when I'm, I said that, I, did I tell you that to tell you that I was doing this without realizing I was doing it and then got like looked at as like, oh, and again, I have no idea if this is weird or not. Dudes at the gym seem to think that this was weird. I take the top off of the deodorant stick and I bring it to my nose 
Why? I sniff what? it. I sniff it. What? And then I put it on. I, for the life of me, don't know where I picked it up at because it's not something I've done my entire life. What? But for some reason, when I go to put deodorant on, I have to smell the stick before I do it. And so, like, I, I kind of sniffed it, and I just wow. kind of, and I went and I looked, like, as I'm, like, getting ready to stick it underneath my shirt, and I could see the mortified look on three grown men's face of, like, what in the hell? And I don't know any of these guys, so nobody says anything to me. And so this They're is one of those it. moments in life, Anton, where it's like, okay, well, if you get sheepish about this, it's worse. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean. So I was like, what's the only other option? You own it, bitch. That's what you do. So I brought it right back up to my nose again. It was like, (laughs) took a big old whiffer (laughs) off of it, man. Big old whiffer. Again, then put the deodorant on and then walked out of the gym forgetting that I have to go back there today. (laughs) Now, I mean, at the end of the day, my deodorant smells good. I like the way that my deodorant smells. Um, But if I'm trying to think of like when I get a new stick of deodorant and it's different from what I last had, maybe I'll smell it to be like, all right, what does ocean fresh smell like as opposed to, you know, extreme whatever. Like maybe I'll do that. But like once you know what it smells like and you've used it for a day or two, all you're doing is just putting your armpit hair in your face. Why would you do that, dude? You know what it smells like now, right? <laughs> America, do you like how he asks me why I would do it? Like we just met 20 minutes ago. Like, oh man, I don't know anything about this dude because there, I'm a psycho, dude. There's the basement. There was the drug abuse. There's the radio show. That's why I smell it. I can pick one, bro. Pick one. JP writes in and goes, dude, listen to this. You think I'm weird? JP smells his wife's feet and it turns him on. At least somebody's getting an orgasm out of that. You, you were all you're getting is a face full of, of armpit hair. Dude, you have no idea there wasn't a piddle in the front of my panties yesterday while I was sniffing that deodorant. Look at the judgment on Fantone. Your shot at Avenged Sevenfold tickets right now. We'll take caller 17 1 800 243 7625 on those. Start the final hour of the week. Thank the dear Lord. Next on Rock 1069. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 1069. 1069. Welcome back to the Sands Show. We're on Rock 1069 online for WRQK.com, and we have a thousand dollars. We're gonna pass those out. Well, pass that out to you, rather. Sorry. Here in a little bit, just a reminder, sat, uh, Sunday rather, noon to two, you can find Fantone at the T-Mobile store outside of Belden Village Mall there. He'll be there from noon to two, and he'll you'll have Manson and zombie tickets. Yeah, dude. I mean, awesome. you're right. That might be show of the summer, right? There. It's, it's a big a one. Call. It's a big it's one. Call. The event sevenfold profits of rage show really good too. Five Finger Death Punch and Breaking Benjamin. I mean, there's a lot of good rock shows this summer. There, there really, really is. is. Yeah, there are. Like Blossom's bringing the heat. Yeah, there's good stuff going on. So, I'm a pretty big UFC fan, and um, having GSP back on the scene is big for the sport. And I don't know what got them into this, but apparently on the Joe Rogan podcast the other day, they were GSP got brought up, and I guess there's he claims to have had I don't know if it's an experience with aliens or believes that they're real. Yeah, he's he's claimed to have an experience with aliens. Is before. that what it is? It's not G- just like hey, maybe aliens are real. It's you know. And dude, GSP's like a legit fighter. So like when a star in that sport says something like this, people are going to pay attention to it. This is akin to like Kyrie Irving saying the world's flat, right? right. It's a very, very similar thing there. It's like one of the biggest guys in the sport saying something. 
So, Joe and I apologize. I don't know who the guest was that asked him about this, but they, you know, he goes in and he asks him about GSP, believing he had a, a situation happen with some aliens, and then you know, Rogan kind of gives his opinion on it from the room. I've always, I've I'm always saying. wanted to ask you about the George St. Pierre stuff with UFOs. I think it's head trauma. Yeah. Or did he did he have sex with a hot green chick? Maybe he did. But if I had a guess, the way he was describing things is very similar to the way people describe things when they've experienced excessive head trauma. Really? Yeah, because he misses time. He, his memory's not not good. Right. Like he'll get home and then he'll have groceries that he bought and left in his trunk and not even realize it. And then he'll go out to his trunk and they're rotten. And he's like, I don't even remember going to the store. Wow. The alien. Wow. You know, so he's got. I think he's got this idea that this these glitches in his mind. Yeah. It's not a f***ing coincidence that the guy got punched in the head. I think they did a stat before the Bisping fight. I think it was more than 800 times wow. he wow. got hit in the head yeah. in his UFC career. Forget about all the gym training. Sparring, everything forget else. Forget about yeah. all the other stuff. Right. And forget about the fights outside the UFC that he had before he got into the UFC. When he was in TKO, remember? Yeah. Um, so he's experience a lot of head trauma one of the symptoms of head trauma is memory loss issues right. yeah. i mean um and hendrix hit him hard a lot yes he did yeah and he's 800 punches to the head just in professional fighting just just in ufc just, oh, yeah, just, just in, in UFC. ufc yeah not even tko 800 punches to the head that can't be good for you that cannot be good for you and if you're forgetting you're buying groceries on the way home, which we know this stuff happens with football players too. And so, like, you know, and Fantone has said this a couple of times, and I think he's right about it. It's like for as for as hard as this issue, the CTE issue, CTE, sorry, issue has rocked the NFL. This is probably coming for the U. You think it's coming for the UFC, essentially? Inevitably. I mean, at the at the end of the day, like, and, and here's the thing: is at least like with football, you can start pointing to like, yeah, you know what? In the '80s, the '90s, maybe even the early 2000s, we just weren't paying attention to this enough. We've improved helmets. We've improved the way that people hit. We improved all these different things. You're still getting punched in the head. Like at the end of the day, that's just the truth. So like, they eventually, and I'm surprised boxing's not dealing with it more right now. Um, but they eventually are going to have a come up of like, dude, look at George St. Pierre. Guy believes aliens abducted him and he can't remember he's got groceries in the backseat. I don't disagree with your assessment other than the fact that I think there's a couple of things that make it different. A, UFC nowhere near as popular as the NFL is. Yeah. And so people want to take the giant down. Of course. Right? And so I'm not sure they're a big enough target for it. And I wonder that if there is going to be a separation in, in the audience's mind of singular fighter choosing to fight singular fighter versus this is an entire organization com- compiled of teams where players don't really get an say in where they play and you kind of knew and we suppressed information about CTEs and concussions in this sport and where it's like, you know, these teams and these owners have corporate companies that they own. And so, like, it's kind of, so, but I think people are going to draw a distinction. I think people are going to say about UFC fighters, dude, you're a fighter. You got in there. What would you think was going to happen? I mean, you're an NFL player. What would you think was going to well, happen? That would be my line. And, but I think people will make a distinction. I do. And I mean, just because you can't come after the Cleveland Browns, per se, you can still come after the NFL, which is the UFC. You know what I mean? That overriding body of it. Like... I, I just can't believe there hasn't been more of this. Like, older dudes, because I mean, let's be real. Like, yes, UFC is really 
taken off in the last 10, 15 years. But, like, I mean, it's been around for 30 years. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I can remember yeah. watching it on Black Box Cable. I can remember watching those, the, like, the tapes of, 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 of when it wasn't even weight classes, when it was just dudes that they put in there to go fight just, each other. Yeah, you fight him. Right. Yeah. So, like, I just can't believe that some of that hasn't caught up with Tank Abbott yet. You know what I mean? I don't think the sport's popular enough as of yet. I don't think they're a big enough target yet. I think it's still considered to be too niche. Like, the thing that CTE did for the NFL is, is like casual, nobody casually watches UFC fights. Like, you'll casually watch a football game. A lot less people, yes. Okay, yes. Th- that's, yes. A, that's a much more fair statement, yes. But, and so I think that that's part of it. Where if, I think mostly UFC fans are hardcore about it, and they don't care necessarily if GSP gets rocked like that. They don't. And I don't think that people ultimately really care about the NFL either, about an NFL player either, except for the fact that you'll get like Peter King and like these guys write these articles and then people right. will like retweet and go, this is crazy. Can you believe this? And nobody's taking up for the UFC fighter right now. And I do believe that there will be a separation in the public's mind of, well, that guy's got like, you know, there's a bear on the side of the helmet. And like, you know what I mean? It's this team thing. And, and more importantly, this. I don't believe most parents have their kids in a kid's version of MMA, where there is Little League football. And I think that that is why the CTE issue really surrounding football captivated the American mind and and, and warranted the column which is written about it. And it's because people were worried about their kids being in this. And I know there are children's UFC, you know, and, and MMA courses and this and that, but I don't think the enrollment in those is anywhere near as high as football. Yeah, it's not Pop Warner football. I mean, it's And not. so I think that that's part of what that was. But I, um, I'm interested. I hope not, man, because I really like the UFC. I really, I really hope not. We have to go backwards on the program. Because, again, I'm being nitpicked over something I said, and I don't want anybody walking away thinking that I said something that I did not. I worry about that because, well, my job relies on it, and whether or not I'm employed relies on it. So we'll, we will clarify that will happen next after you get hooked up with this $1,000 right Rock now. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show, where we're on Rock 106.9. We're also online at WRQK.com. We were talking a little MMA before the break, and turns out we have some tickets for the Honor Fighting Championships, which are going on the 31st in mm-hmm. Akron at the Chaparral's event center. Fantone, I believe you're going to be on site for that, are you You not? know it. Uh, tickets available uh, fighterticks.com uh, This is definitely Northeast Ohio's up and coming MMA promotion so uh, if you have not been to one yet, this is their third event. Uh, if you have not been to one yet, I highly recommend that you attend. We'll have some tickets for you. We'll pass those out here momentarily. Earlier in the program, you know what, before I go there. Yeah. I've been on this kick lately where I've been telling people, like, you got to try to take your personal experiences out of things and look at something as a whole. Because if you have personally been through something, it will shade your opinion on what should happen and what the reaction should be. And that you may feel that way because it's what would have helped the situation that you went through, but it may not be what's best for the American people, right? Yeah. And so there, yeah. there's a case of that. And I, ha- I think I have a perfect example of that from a member of the audience who is, who is wildly unhappy with me right now. All right. Okay? It was earlier... It was earlier in this in this show where we were talking about Maslin High School, Washington High School, got a metal detector that people now have to go through. 
Okay. And Fantone had asked me, uh, you know, people talk about, you know, gun free zones. And you said, well, you know, if you're a responsible gun owner, should you be, and you need to bring something to your students, should you be able to take that gun through the school? And I had said no, because I believe that. There, that that, I, that we should have different rules for different venues, and so like I, I don't necessarily want a, a somebody walking through the school with a gun like that. And I said sometimes parents will use their children as a pawn to hurt the other parent in a breakup or a divorce, some things like that. And I said a father or even a mother. I'm sorry, he's now telling me my words were father or maybe even mother were my exact words would then maybe hurt their own student with said gun to hurt the other parent. And he's upset with me because he feels like that statement was me implying that that men are worse off at being parents, that men are not as capable of being a parent as a woman are. Well, I will tell you, I feel like men are probably more prone to rage. I would tell you that. He also told me that women are considered to be just as likely to commit acts of filicide, which is like the, the, the act of killing your own child. That women are as likely as men are to do that. So I looked it up and Brown University did a study that claims that that is not true. Now, he has since sent me a study from CNN and I don't know who they used to do the study, um, but I'm sure it's somebody credible. I'm sure it's I'm sure it's somebody credible. I'm not a guy who just wants to hate on CNN just to do it. I'm not one of those. Right. I do take issue with CNN, but I'm not a guy who's going to jump up and down him just to do it. Right. But he sent me a study saying that basically flies in the face of that. All right. Well, what I will say is, is that studies are done at different times. Right. They're done over different years. They're also done over consecutive years. And those numbers can change. So a study can say one thing in the first five years, but in the next five can say something completely different. Yeah. And I mean, at the end of the day, we can all go to I'm and find yourself something that will back up. Exactly what right. Okay. Exactly right. And so I had told him that Brown University's study was from this year. It turns out I had been wrong about that. It wasn't from this year. And I apologize for that. But I looked at this guy's Twitter profile, and this is why I told you, check. He's telling me to check my bias at the door because I told him the Brown University study says he's wrong. Dude, you're the one with the opinion on this. You're the one saying that I'm saying men aren't as good at being a parent as a mom is, which is, of course, crazy. I did never say, I never said anything close to that. So I checked his Twitter profile out, and in his header, it's hashtag team dad. So what does that tell me, audience? That tells me that baby mama hurt daddy David. Baby mama hurt him. Baby mama took off and left him there to raise his kid. Or the the reverse is true. Mom has the kid and he's not allowed to see the kid or maybe has to have visitation rights and feels like the court somewhere screwed him over because he's a man. Dude, it's your bias, David, that needs to be checked at the door. I don't have a strong opinion on this either way. And this is what you know to be true. And this is what everybody else knows to be true, David, is that I said a man or maybe even a mother because I am on Rock 106.9, traditionally targeted towards men. And if you don't know that's why I said it that way, then honestly, you were going to be mad about something you heard today, whether I said this or not. So, so Dave, would this all have changed if he would have said mother or father? father? I mean, like, would it just because is the then order you'd be of the up words? Like, yeah, see, he's saying moms aren't as good as dads. So just the order of the words is enough to trigger you here? Is Exa- enough Is enough to make you, t- like, go into a tailspin? This is what I'm saying. Is that this? See, this is a perfect example of why, honestly, even as I attack the media sometimes, I feel like the media gets unfairly attacked. 
is because you heard what you wanted to hear, you threw in your own situations into the feeling about what you heard, and now it's my fault. And, and masculine using using males is kind of like the default of our language. It's like, hey, what's up, you guys? Like, you know what I'm saying? It like, is a male dominated society. Th- that's I mean, but and like, and I'm not saying that like, oh, well, dude, oh, here's the feminist agenda coming down your throat. But no. like, that's how we speak. Like, that's how we speak. Is hi guys, how are you? When it's a mixed group of sex there you know what i'm saying men and women you'll you'll do that unless it's exclusively women so our audience is a mixed group of people i will check my balance right here let's check my balance openly in front of everyone all right let's let's examine we'll examine stansbury's bias and i will admit something to you right now that when i think about gun violence the first thing i think of is a man holding a gun when somebody says to me shooter i never think woman ever never never once do i think woman ever as a matter of fact, dude, remember that DC shooting when that guy was up on the on the freeway? He was shooting people. Do you think that was a woman before they knew the sex of that person? No, you thought man. When a school shooting happens, what do you think? You think teenage boy. You never think teenage girl, ever. It never crosses your mind. As a matter of fact, the first time we see a female school shooter, that will rock this nation as a huge story. Has there been a female school shooter? You have to ask the question, Fantone. That right there kind of proves me now, right. Now, I'm sure someone can point to, yes, somebody a girl had a gun at some point. But when we're talking Obviously, about the mass... women have shot people, but yes. But when we're talking about the mass shootings that happened that we refer to as school shootings, I don't know of one. I don't. I just do, David, somebody hurt you. And your baby mama took off on you, dude. And I'm not making fun of you right now. I'm being honest with you. Dude, seek help. You have, un- dude, there, there's anger in you, dude, and it's misplaced. And you're, plating it, and you're putting it on my doorstep. And as a guy who has spent a huge portion of his life doing that to other people, it leads nowhere good, bro. There is, dude, there is a huge, people would call it a God-sized hole. I'm a non-believer, so I won't. But, dude, there's a huge hole, bro, that you're looking to fill. And you're looking to make your problems mine. And this is what I said earlier. People want to talk about space, space. Everybody wants to make fun of safe spaces. Yet everybody wants me to make this radio show their personal safe space. This is an open form of expressive ideas that happens here. I also say this all the time. I am not a journalist. I, I, you, I owe you. I, do, I don't owe you fair at all. You are not owed fair from this. Now, I try to give that to you because I think it's the smarter thing to do. But you're not owed fair from me. I'm not a journalist. You, all you are owed from me is to honestly, this is what I owe you to be on. That's all I owe you. And what, and so what, but what I try to give you is what you want. I say this all the time. This is not my radio show. It's your radio show. I'm just the guy that gets paid to host it. But at the end of the day, it is for you. So I try to bring in subjects about multiple things, and I try to do a little comedy here. We'll get a little serious here. We'll talk a little politics here. But, guys, the whole world has become political. So expecting me to be the one thing that isn't I think is a little unrealistic, and I think you're – honestly, I think it's handcuffing me a little. And there's and I don't really love it. And the reason why this got brought up at all today is because there are students from Glen Oak, Jackson, Canton, a bunch of other local schools that are marching on mar- walking on Market Square tomorrow. I believe it's noon because of this gun violence issue in schools. I know there's a national initiative. It's taking place in Washington, D.C. So some local students are doing it tomorrow at noon at the same time it's going to take place in D.C. And it's happening three less than three miles away from where my front door is, meaning it's news to me, meaning it's happening in your community, too, which I am a spokesperson for. For me to not examine that, to not discuss it, to not make you aware of it is me not doing my job well enough. And at the end of 
the day, my boss is going to pull me in the office and be like, dude, what do you mean? Dude, so hold on. Let me get this straight, Stansberry. I pay you all this money. I give you this platform to talk. This huge thing's going to happen in the town in which you live. You'll be able to see it from your living room, and you didn't tell people? That would be an issue for my employer. And I would like to be able to do this show for you on Monday, too. So in order to be able to do that, I have to make sure everybody gets covered the best I can. Some of you are going to be in the fold every day. Some of you will not. Uh, Those of you that can hear things I say and not necessarily agree with me but still find entertainment in this program, I applaud you. And I worry that those people are becoming more and more rare because I think the human being, myself included sometimes, seeks out only things that are specifically tailored for us and we have got to stop doing that but dude somebody hurt you you're nitpicking over my language and honestly it's pretty obvious to the people on social media who are seeing your replies to me because everybody's saying to me like dude this guy's reaching for straws dude you're reaching somebody hurt you dude seek out help for that more stansbury show right around the corner hang on the stansbury show rock 1069 from the room. I've always and all I gotta say is it's Friday. And everybody help me say the sinner's prayer. Say, oh God. Oh, my dad. Clint Parker. Melinda Brown. Baby, I'll be there, and I will mow you down under my tires. I promise that. A friend of mine said to me the other day, why don't you write a song about all this NFL stuff? So, here it goes. It's called... Kick the dust up. If, if he were habitual homosexuals, then by all means, take a hike. I thought I like women! Women, 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 women! And here he is. Having the time of his life. This is big great It is, other than jazz, it's the only other real American art form there is. There's a dirty little secret. I've said that. It's- Melinda Brown Duncan, baby! If it weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. But he gotta eat the booty like groceries. You gonna die doing this dumb ass, yeah. fucking fool? Open your mouth so I can give you this milk. Open your fucking mouth, man. I gotta do you like my two-year-old baby. The truth of the matter is... You were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend, until you have a flame coming out of your butthole, and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. They call her... Melinda Brown Duncan, baby! What? Yeah, it's, it's for real, for real, yeah. I've been drinking. You told me to leave while I'm in my order while you're making out with that being in the industry with how much you take on your face. Bam! All upside his head. Just slap them. They gonna make you slap somebody. This is terrible. This is terrible. I, I, I had to take off my shoes. So kiss my black. Not okay. Make fun of my nose. They call me ugly. They say I have no friends. Who do I get? That was like a peck. I'm watching other guys that are doing what I want to be doing, and I'm sitting on the couch being a loser. I just want to say thank you to all the Browns fans out there. It's been an amazing ride for the last 11 years. From the moment I was drafted, you guys had my back. You guys showed me what it was like to be a Clevelander. You guys showed me what it means to be a Cleveland Brown. And for that, I'm forever grateful. One last thing, guys. Go Browns!
Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Nearing the end of it, we'll pass out these Honor Fighting Championships tickets. That event is the 31st Chaparral's Event Center in Akron. Fantone will be uh, there that night, I believe, hosting that. Yeah, dude, I'll be a part of the festivities. So we'll uh, we'll get you hooked up with those, these tickets momentarily. I want to thank everybody who stuck it through this morning. Uh, today, I, I will be honest. This is not the show I planned on doing this morning. It really wasn't. This show went completely different than when I woke up this morning and said, okay, this is what we're going to do. And this show ended up taking a wild turn. Um, I don't think it was a bad one, but it took but it took a very different turn than what I was expecting. But I do want to thank a bunch of members of the audience because a few of you like misconstrued some of my words today and like came after me about it. But most of you have been reaching out saying, "Look, dude, like I hardly ever agree with you, but I listen to you because I enjoy you and because you do make me think about things maybe a little differently than I do." And I actually had another guy come Jeez. out and say, "Dude, I am a staunch conservative," and he's like, "And so a lot of your views I think are nuts." He's like, but I like the fact that you're willing to upset anyone, that you don't really pick a side. You're just like, dude, if if somebody needs to be called out, they get called out. He's like, and I feel like that can make me trust you. That that because like you're not Fair. you're not just out just to like pick on on this or that and I, and so I appreciate that because sometimes much like other people can get tunnel visioned with what social media can do it's like oh the whole world feels like this it's like nah dude Twitter feels like that not the whole world where it's like sometimes I can get a little tunnel visioned with what a couple of listeners may be walking away with and I worry that that's the way a lot of you are feeling but I um. And I do got to worry about that. At the end of the day, I'm in, I'm in the popular business. If I'm not popular, I'm not I'm not in the business. So I do have to worry about what it is you think. I can't be one of those people like I give no f's what anyone thinks. It's like no, dude. I kind of have to care what people think because my my paycheck relies on it. So I do have to think about you. Um, and and I and I try to, but today took a very weird turn. I got a little angry during the program, and I'm okay with that. This is what I'll say: is like as long as Fantone and I aren't arguing. To the point to where we're this angry, I'm okay with that. Yeah, and even when we get like that, I, I people have brought this up with me in the past, and like, dude, how do you guys like get so like you know at each other? And then like, as soon as the microphones turn off, it's usually like, dude, I don't care. I because at the end of the day, I don't care. I really don't care what you think. I really don't care what you know what I'm saying. Like at the end of the day, you're your own person. I'm my own person. Like it's it's no, we're we good. It's normal if it's anything. It's normally one break. It's normally one song of all right. We're just not going to talk to one another. Yeah. And then and then. And, and then right back then, then Whatever. we're right back in it. Because I think, well, we're both just common sense people. Like, at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, dude, stuff got away from me. It got heated. It's going to happen. And like like I said, like most of these things, most of these conversations, it's like, it's okay that you feel differently than me. It doesn't, I mean, like, it's not going to change. You feeling differently isn't going to change the way I feel. Me feeling differently isn't going to change the way that you feel. So like, what am I mad at you for? So no, I'm fine. Don't worry about it, buddy. We're good. Yeah, had a pretty good week. We're good. If you missed anything this week, podcast at all, WRQK.com. You got weekend plans. Tell me about the plans of Stansberry. What are you doing? What are you doing? What do you got? Tell me about stuff. Uh, so my buddy, um, I, have a, I have a married friend. Yeah. <laughs> who's, uh, who's got no, I guess his wife's out of town. Okay. So he hit me up yesterday. He's like, yo, dude, got a free night tomorrow night. Dude, dude, get me in trouble. Stansberry, get me in trouble. My wife's gone. Right. Okay. I'm on the one, dude, I'm on a wanted poster in every married house of all my buddies. But he was like, dude, come on, man. Let's go out. Let's do something. So I'll probably, I'll be out with him tonight. Not going to give you his name because I don't want his wife hearing it right now. <laughs> I, I don't want that. So like in case he, in case he didn't get clearance, so I'll do that. And then tomorrow night I'll be uh, behind the bar at the Agora. Don't even ask. I have no idea who's playing. I don't care. 
I honestly, dude, as long as people show up and drink, I could care. Dude, I could, dude, there could be a clown on that goddamn stage. I don't care. Might I, be. I just need people drinking. What about you? What are you doing? Uh, tonight, I, uh, I I have a date night with my girlfriend, oh, and I'm you. trying to figure out. I thought out. you were just going to tell me you had a no. date. I was like, Jesus, Meg's now? No, 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 no. And I'm trying to figure out, like, what do we do tonight? Like, what's the final plan? Like, how are we going to make that all happen? Uh, tomorrow night, Ohio Championship Wrestling, the dark rain at the OCW Arena. Tickets still available, ocwrestling.net. Is he done talking yet? I turned my head No, no. OCW tomorrow night. Very exciting times. And then, That's of course, awesome. on Sunday, uh, I will be uh, right oh, outside. Noon to two. Yep, noon to two, right outside the Belton Village. T-Mobile right there. Um, I will be uh, hooking it up with Rob Zombie and uh, and Marilyn Manson tickets. And obviously, T-Mobile getting it hooked up with some awesome cell phones as well. So noon to two, I'll see everyone there. So that's the weekend plan. Aside yep. from that, Teresa will get you hooked up with $1,000 coming up at 1010 this morning on Rock 106.9. We will talk to you again Monday morning, 6 a.m. You guys have a great and safe weekend. See you. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9.